Shalom and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Shifman. The recaps from Maseches Kedushin, Dafyomi, are being sponsored by my good friend, Mordechai Weinschneider. May our learning be a schus for him, Mordechai by Miriam Rivka, and may he only see bracha and atzlacha in his life. Now on to the episode. Today's Daf Maseches Kedushin is Daf Yud Gimel 13. We're beginning about 10-12 lines from the bottom of Yud Beis Mud Beis, and we're going to have three sections in today's daf. The first section discusses two different uh, psakim, two different scenarios about a woman who's silent after receiving money, which is then posited to being for Kedushin. So Rav explains like this. We could compare a brisa where a woman received money as a pikadon, then afterwards the man said, marry me with that money. In such a scenario, if she's silent, Rav approves from a brisa, that's not considered an acceptance of the Kiddushin money. Rather, she's just keeping it as it was a Pikadon, and she's not to be married. And she doesn't care to protest, essentially. So similarly, says Rava, in a scenario where a man gave a myrtle mat, and it wasn't worth a Shavapruta, and only afterwards he says, yeah, but there was money inside of it, she should be married to me with that money, it's not effective when she's silent, because she just doesn't care to protest. Turn to Gimel Amad Aleph. Rav Hunabrader of Yeshua drew a distinction between these cases. He says, regarding a pikadon, she's liable for it because she already accepted it. So that's why she's not going to throw it away, but it doesn't mean for kedushin. As opposed to in the case of the mat, she's not liable, so she should just drop it if she doesn't want to be married. So we should suspect her silence is agreement to be married. However, Rav Achai refuted this distinction because he says women don't necessarily know she's not responsible, so maybe she's just holding on to the mat, and they are comparable, and both cases are not Mikudeshes. Ravina Paskind, we never heard this kash of Ravina Breder of Yeshua, so we do compare them, and there's no marriage in the case of the mat, but those who did hear Ravina Breder of Yeshua should be concerned and require a get misafik. Now the second halacha that Rav Nachman Paskind is, if a man steals an item from a woman and then uses it to marry her, the same woman, if there was a prior Shaduchim discussion of marriage, it would be effective. Otherwise, it wouldn't be effective because she could just say, in Shakli, Vididi Shakli, just taking back which belongs to me. Moving on now to the second section of the day. Ravasi had passed away, and they were saying over his teachings to retain them. So they said over three teachings here. The first one was, just as a person is unable to marry a woman with less than a Shava Pruta, we're talking about in the form of Kiddushay Kasef, you also cannot purchase land for less than a Shava Pruta. The Gemara explains, though, regarding Chalipin, actually there is a distinction because you could purchase property with less than a Shavapruta's item for Chalipin, but you can't marry a woman, as we learned earlier in the Masechta, with Chalipin regardless. The second thought that, uh, idea that was told over in the name of Ravasi was that a person who doesn't know the laws of Gittin and Kedushin, who is involved with these things, causes more d- damage than the Doramabal, because even the fish die, as opposed to the Doramabal, the fish didn't, and he proves this from Psukim. Turning to Gimlamud Beis, there is a debate if Shibuda's Dairais, if the lien against property is from the Torah or not. Shmuel and Rav say it's not. Ravasi in the name of Rabbi and Rabbi say it is. And the Nafkamina is in the case of a Yoledes uh, regarding her Ola. If she had passed away and she didn't bring her carbon Ola, so the Yorshim would be responsible to bring a Korban Ola even if she hadn't set it aside if you held Shibuda Dairaisa. If not, the estate's not responsible, she wouldn't have, they wouldn't have to bring their Korban Ola. And similarly, also regarding a Milva Alpeh, if there was a verbal loan not written in a document, 
if you can collect from Yorshim and Lekuchais, this would also be dependent on Shibuda Dairaisa. The Gemara Paskins, Milval Pei, you could collect from Yorshim, but you can't collect from Lekuchais, which is an issue because, which, which the Gemara says is because otherwise you'd cause problems for Lekuchais who didn't know to protect themselves from it as there was no call about this. The final section of the day, the third section, deals with the sources that Gitin and Misa Sabal permit a woman to remarry. So we know the source for Gitin is because it says, because of love saved for Chrysus, she can go remarry. The source that she can remarry after death of her husband, the Pasuk says, the ish achar implying that if someone dies, the woman can remarry. And the Gemara says, achar does not refer to the Yavam, therefore it refers to someone else. And secondly, there's a hekish between when Visneha Isha achar, and it says, and he gives her a get, or if he divorces her, which teaches us just as the get can cause her to go be free and remarry, Misa Sabal has the same capacity as well. So, we finish here at the bottom of the Gimel Mabez. As is Hashem, we'll pick up tomorrow with Dafya Dalid. Everybody have a wonderful day.